we are on now. Let's let's start. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're just here, all gathered across the world, thanks to summer holidays and thanks to the pandemic. Um, we're here just for a casual chat and a discussion, sort of like a summary of our project, the Circular Textiles Greenwich, um, which is a sustainability focused um, fashion and sustainable fashion project. Um, and let's get straight into it. Well, let me introduce who we have here first. I think that would be easier as it's a podcast and we can't see each other. We have the lovely Raza and we have Jalen Akbas, Eva Susha, and last but not least, our favourite, uh, Zara Devi. Right now with the climate crisis, with the droughts and the fires, it's most of communities who have had minimal effect into the climate crisis who are seeing the biggest consequences and at the forefront of the dealing with the um, dangers of the climate crisis, whereas um, the rich ones and the ones who have mostly polluted our earth and have led to the mass pollution and uh, mass death of mother nature, who will continuing with their efforts and continuing to lobby their parliament um lobbying their mp friends with their parties and the expensive champagne and first class uh, private jets to private islands so i don't know if it's cleansing of impurities because those people get away with it somehow i don't know if we'll be here long enough to see if we invade mars because it is invasion um but let's see yeah I, I think it's very similar, like with the textile industry, like most of the workers in the textile industry are women from very, like from minority backgrounds. And we're saying, oh, stop shopping from fast fashion brands, but then they won't be paid. So again, it's affecting minority groups. So about strength, it's more, you know, power to the middle class. No, but the middle class, it's extremely wealthy, <laughs> the 1%. Extremely oh, wealthy, the 1%, <laughs> definitely. Am I the and only the one who has realised... The extra wealthy. Yeah, am I the only one who has realised, like, the world, like, we have accumulated so much wealth. Like, the average person, like, there's so many people who are becoming millionaires. Is that because the value of money has gone down or there's just so much production and so much wealth being like accumulated it's the system that's in place i think uh am i gonna go i'm gonna sound very probably marxist or whatnot but it's the capitalist system which is um it's allowed wealth to accumulate in a certain percent a very small percentage of the population and in effect this capitalist system has also uh facilitated climate change um it's facilitated this mass extraction of resources for profits facilitated mass really human rights abuses to a certain extent as well because it's with this system that we we prioritize profit rather than for example a minimum wage for workers yeah you can really see that in relation to the supply chain in the textile industry uh, which is something that uh, we as uh, circular textiles are Greenwich group are really trying to um, address which is like for example um, like luxury brands as we all know like they decentralize their production and take it to um, undeveloped worlds such as Bangladesh um, 
and uh turkey there's a lot of them in turkey as well and um they just they pay nothing to workers and then uh, they pay like i think they pay like on average like 40 pounds a month to a worker and that's nothing uh and then they sell it to us by like i don't know 29 uh or less pounds and we think that that's the actual price of things when it's not and um and like just to take us to uh like the um, the capitalism of this system is just is just giving everything to the middle class and then the lower class just gets um just gets uh like everything bad just from the production like the women can get diseases they can get harassment there's a lot of sexual abuse happening and that's something that like the government really should try to not the government and the companies should really try to um do something about it yeah and in addition um the fast fashion industry it's one of those like it's, it's basically a parasite because it's it's polluted not just the world but so many other um, aspects of life in terms of like just consuming it's forced people to change their habits in terms of like what they're consuming like there's a constant consumption of um, clothing um, constant consumption of like advertisements and I think that just goes along with like the way we're living right now we're constantly consuming something with like our screens um, whether that be news or whether that be like social media or um, just like Netflix and then the foods we're consuming like what I think we're just in a state of consumption and I think the pandemic in a sense kind of allows us to alleviate, like alleviate that consumption and it's disappointing to see that although there has been some initiatives in, in for sustainable fashion, I am worried that we're going back to it, like it's just getting worse again. And fast fashion, like I said, it's a parasite in terms of <laughs> the constant consumption and also the exploitation of women and men, especially those who are vulnerable. Um, fast fashion allows um, the exploitation and human traffic it facilitates the human trafficking of people um, internationally through organized crime networks so I think it's just it's crazy how a garment the production of a garment can cause so much pain um, to the whole planet and to individuals across the world and I, I would just like to add on what you said about us cons consuming, like um, the thing about the fast fashion right now is that having a social platform that's in Instagram and TikTok, it does make us like only want to wear one outfit and never wear it again. That's the issue is like the um, one time wear and then we never wear it again that's why everything's so cheap because for example when uh plt does uh something you wear it once and then when you want to wear it again it's it's ruined like it, the quality of the material is yeah. not that good and that's why we keep buying and buying more and more and more and more yeah, yeah.
I feel like social media, it's not just an influence, but it's made it so much easier to consume as well. Like you could just buy an item with just a few swipes. Marketing has gone up the roof. People like influence, we follow influencers on Instagram and they wear something cute and we're like, oh my God, let me wear, let me buy that as well. And it's so easy. You could just click on the thing, item that they've tagged it and then you could just go swipe up and then you've got the item too and you could just purchase it as well. Same with TikTok yeah like it's just a constant trend and yeah I I was gonna say like how can we like fight this we and like we have to have in mind that this has so much money in it and it's really hard to like change people's minds um and most of them think that climate change is not real and we have a we have very good examples of that (laughs) like how can we change this whole like system that like it's just it's so capitalist in its like foundation how can we fight this like the instagram money maker or the tweet uh, not twitter the tiktok money, uh, money maker like how do you guys think we could try to achieve a little i think bit it kind of comes down to just like consuming and thinking about what it is we're trying to achieve through constantly buying something and constantly trying to fulfill ourselves by consumption and materialistic things Um, and you don't need to believe in climate change to see the evidence and like the consequences of it throughout like this whole summer we've like been battling with droughts and fires and even besides that there's people coming across and saying I've been abused in this factory people coming across um court cases of um, people who have been exploited in human trafficking and ones of slavery so it's not it's not just like this conspiracy theory we're not we're not on like we're not anonymous we're not um trying to like gathering trying to like just create some conspiracy theories like a chip it's stuff that's happening so i think people just like we need to take a moment and think about like why do we why do we want to be like influencers why or what are we trying to achieve when we're consuming all of these things what is it that we're really trying to get and what's missing that we're trying to fill with a piece of clothing and i'm not saying fashion something bad um just the opposite it's actually like some a creative way of life like creating it and wearing it styling it and showing your identity exactly but often even then the fast fashion stuff you're wearing is stolen from an independent brand where people have actually sat down and created that item like you're at the end of the day you're stealing you're not just stealing from the planet you're stealing from an individual and you're stealing from people's lives so I think people just we all I I even I need to like sometimes like just chill and be like wait hold on why am I buying all these things what's going on and I'm always shopping when I'm doing work that's how I know like I don't really want this I'm just procrastinating stop Delara like go for a walk or call the girls stop this yeah you know what really helped me for example like I had, I had like this thing of buying jeans and like then I I did some research I don't know I think it was for the the fashion and the planet um talk and I did research and um and I found out how much of water it takes to do just one pair of jeans and from now from there there on I like I made a promise to myself that I would never buy these jeans like a pair of jeans for hand ever and I still haven't I'm very proud of that because it takes I think like I think it was like 11, like 
I don't know how to say in English, tons of water. Like it's a lot, a lot of water just produced one pair of jeans. Yeah. And I think that's how is that possible? Uh, so I think ways for, for like whoever is listening um, that they can try to, um, so they can feel better about themselves and still like uh, whoever likes shopping, they can still go shopping and they can still like feel uh, um, like they're expressing themselves and um, and where whatever they like is like thrift shopping, which is always fun to do with your friends. There's like loads of that and of apps that um, you can use like Vinted or Depop and you can do, um, it can be part of clothes. Um, swaps or learn how to do um, uh, so there's so many options for things um, I want to know um, your views on um, fast fashion brands having specific links on their website to shop their secondhand clothes I know it's greenwashing it could be like greenwashing but is it still a way of improving no yeah. because they can no i don't think so i think they can easily get rid of their fast fashion practices by stopping what they're doing and paying people an accurate wage not accurate but a livable wage um cutting down on the like getting rid of the torture practices that they have and um the increase the transparency in their supply chains rather than creating these performative acts to make consumers believe that they're reducing their wear their like just to like to fulfill their um fulfill their moral need like their moral uh, yeah, being and feel better about themselves time, like they need to do something that like it's what the clients are asking and i do understand them creating like uh, a secondhand uh like website for their page because if they didn't would end up in landfill which most of them already does but it's, it's good that they actually can you can tell that they they stop and like they actually looked at what we are asking and they made that happen because like i don't know which went you you were talking about jay but i i don't know which one it is but, but i think that's pretty cool it is like a way forward that means that they're open to change and that's very good to see and I think that's an improvement. My question is, why haven't, so why have they opted for a sustainable line or a platform where they have sustainable secondhand clothing and not just go to the root of the problem and cut out their fast fashion practices? But if I just can... think it, everything it is rooting from social media, whatever is trending, that's what these brands are following. So if let's say second vintage clothing are trending oh let's sell our sec uh, clothing as secondhand it's even cheaper than our already cheaply made clothes and this will uh, drag more attention and then if you post it on social media grab the influencers attention bang but the question is is that clothes that they're selling as secondhand actually uh, like clothes that they have in a i don't know in a storage space that they have in there or they're making clothes to sell it as secondhand that's my question that, that would be like a conspiracy probably that that would be yeah. really bad i mean if that's what they're doing that's but that's course, greenwashing that's yeah that's that's what they're doing is greenwashing also. but what yeah. they're doing is greenwashing they have but the capacity the they're they're a billion dollar business they're a billion dollar business they have more than enough money to like 
take a pause first of all stop the production first of all and sit down with there are NGOs there are academics there are people of like high expertise who can help them on this like there are corporate social responsibilities there are so many lawyers and activists who can help them with it if they're actually looking for the help but they're not they just want a quick fix and we know a quick fix is temporary and the stink after the quick fix is just even worse than the initial stink yeah i mean so that is you're right like this is greenwashing and in some way they are trying to follow something but what we are i think what we probably have to look at it is that also if those clothes in the end uh, there's a way to change certain behaviors and of course that's how market works and like we you can more of the customers can ask for something and they'll just kind of do it just to fulfill whatever is happening and of course ultimately it's a company and they want to make business that's why they are formed and they are not even a company which is formed in a way that they want to somehow add something to the community they're not even physically anywhere you know they're just really somewhere online and uh, so so they would do everything so it's it's a game that's the mentality is so it's like a game you invest as less possible and uh, gain as much as possible uh, not even gain i would say kind of uh, rem seeking it's a term in market they use where you don't add value but you kind of like move money and then extract actually already created value from the community or society or market so this is what their part of the game is although <laughs> in the end i would say that if you know by pressure that's what's been they've been forced to do something like that at least those clothes are not going it's not that oh intention were they were they well intentioned like were they thinking oh let's build it's not yeah of course probably i mean we don't know maybe someone at least two people over there might be you know they they were like oh all the mds are you know wishes so we can do something he, there might be two people who stuck there who actually might have some some heart about this problem so we can never say what probably what the intentions were at that point we're pretty sure as you said that's not really that they're going to sit with all the community people and say you know what let's just change our motto and you know become sustainable uh but at least at least it is a good step although you're right it's a problem where you say that it's a good step it somehow encourages people to be like oh cool this company is all good so let's just keep buying more and more so yeah so that is i guess it's also a way for them to sorry i guess it's also a way for them to see it as like oh we're following the corporate social responsibility and then more companies are like oh yeah we're following but there's also lack of regulation but they're not that's the thing if you're looking at for example the UNGPs which doesn't create anything new it's just clarifying what's well known under international human rights law they're not following they're not complying with their responsibility they have to be consulting where they find that their activities are impacting certain sectors certain groups of individuals indigenous people um women for example children they have to be consulting with those groups of individuals to find a way to mitigate and address their impacts and they're not doing that yeah. so then that's the thing and 
there's been a lot of discussion, I think, particularly in the business and human rights uh, academic field of the changing purpose, the shifting purpose of the corporation. Historically, the corporation in society's main purpose is to produce economic growth and profit. And we are slowly seeing a, we're heeding to this wake up call that the corporation main purpose cannot be profit because at the end of the day that profit is at the expense of other of other lives whether natural life as in nature or even human life and human rights yep Hopefully. and i think that can be pushed through investors as well yeah. um institutional investors um because they they are also up to date with what's going on in the world and where they see a demand for sustainability and better um ethical practices they will invest in companies that follow that have those principles um and i think we definitely saw that after the financial crisis um so I think that's been pushed more, but it's not enough. Like we can't just rely on investors. We need regulation and we need checks and balances for those regulations. Um, but it's difficult because we have on one side, we have MPs being lobbied um, by these huge, huge corporations. And then there's the secret handshake that companies have with um, government members. And then we also have the pandemic showing these hedge funds for corporations that declared bankruptcy, but all of a sudden are coming out of a new company. Um, and, the, and the members and the family and friends of politicians are also have benefited from the pandemic through the um, social aid, not social aid, but the aid provided. I don't know, I don't know what's, how we can, I think maybe the judiciary need to step in like they did for Brexit. Um, but that would be I don't know how likely. What that? What was that? It would be via litigation, so someone would need to lodge a case, essentially. And what would you pursue that under? Exactly. <laughs> Some big questions. So well, yeah, I mean, what I'm listening, I would just quickly give this thing, and I'm thinking about it in some other ways. But um, so, um, we have. Adam Smith's definition in economics, let's say, which is considered, you know, one of the founders of this. And even from his definition, the businesses and the corporation, you can say, he actually wrote the manual on how to create markets successfully, let's say. I mean, this is one of the things. Even he never says that, that you go towards uh, concentration into the wealth. He always talks about it. The only way it could work is through reinvesting. And he talks always about small businesses. Uh, but the problem which he has never addressed, and unfortunately it's just how what it happens, is that he's talking about conceptually, ideologically, which most of the big, big ideologies have talked about that this is the good way to do it but then they what he didn't thought about is greed it's a simple thing it's just human greed it's this it talks about the shoemaker example he said you know shoemaker works you know create money and then reinvest and grow and what happened is that it employs more people so those people actually become better it reinvests it never talks about that well maybe the person who's employing will start to buy other shopkeepers due to making some other um, shark loan sharks pressurized 
and then there's only one shoemaker and then the shoemaker who employ other people is not going to pay them uh, which is minimum basic whatever requirement of that time and that's just coming out of greed so let's say we have a market and this is what we are talking about and i think ultimately we are saying that, that there's a game board which is markets which is much more nuanced and not controlled by nearly anyone at this point it's very very hard to control market like we've seen it company uh, countries cannot really control it legislation like we you, you know better than anyone you know this is what i was listening to it was just trying to put so much pressure still you know they can be like ah oh, you know we're not following it and that's all what there is you just they can just say it or they can say oh we are following it look everything and then you can say oh but give us proof yeah you can litigate us and then figure that out in 10, 20 years or something so market somehow becomes like already a game which is somehow not has fair rules really it doesn't anymore and we are saying let's build the game on the top of the board which somehow happens to be fair and that's just a very hard problem because the board itself because the whenever the problem appears harder for people who are playing let's say they want to play not fair they can just go to the base which is at the deeper stack and the market is actually funding a lot of politicians and our strategy and there's a long discussion so that's like economics become even deeper than the stack of the legislation so i mean there is much more you know thinking to go in this and I, like i'm i'm trying to understand that for other research purposes but i just wanted to add that element like that you're right like this is a big big problem and the reason why we see a lot of helplessness is because we are like we had an ethical game finally and then where does that escape because of the board underneath the game board itself has very elusive you can say rules just to just to summarize something more positive <laughs> because this is <laughs> probably we should say if you have some sort of a depression and low mood please don't listen to the podcast at this point no, i'm kidding i'm kidding let's let's i want to say well this is why we are doing what we are doing isn't it Mm-hmm. like the circular greenish texta i mean what is the most powerful thing right now we have much more powerful than even markets which we don't do is communities i mean we don't use the power of communities and communities are much more powerful and what, that's what we are we using a community and actions like small actions and the lara what you said you know rather than in the frenzy of consumerism we are trying to say okay step back just a second and what helps in that is when you are part of a community so you can do one small act you can come together and you can swap so the swap is not just like a tactical advantage of some sort it's more or like also we are trying to build a community and connection find meaning and trying to come out of this thing which we call we can call personal responsibility vortex where you start to feel you know you blame yourself more you start to put yourself more into uh, strain you become drained and then you start to get even more out of the market then you have less of a say than even you had before so so now what with this you can swap clothes you can actually talk to people who are around you you can learn a new skill by repairing and also makeup which was fantastic so hopefully um with these kind of little community trainings you can spread the knowledge i mean this is what we are hoping we can spread the knowledge without the boundaries and the barriers 
and hopefully this is how it becomes somehow understanding of individuals so once the individual itself who is actually contributing into the market somehow understands it better that what are my choices how i'm engaging with the community the whole thing at some point just fizzles out rather than actually you know like rather than fighting the actual thing which is abstract you address the individual so so this is i don't know what do you think how i see it like this yeah <laughs> go on eva <laughs> Um, I was just going to say it's um, the close up in the entire project really was about concentrating power in the hands of communities and individuals and making them really realize, okay, we are faced with a problem, but we can do something small about it, at least on our end. It's going to take a, quite a long while, I think, for for there to be any changes at governance level, particularly with corporations and the way their their fast fashion practices but we can still do something on our end about it we can still make conscious choices about how we are consuming don't just chuck um our clothes that just because it has a little hole or um we don't want to wear it anymore we don't need to chuck it away we don't need to throw it away instead we can mend it or we can swap it so i'll pass on to the girls to interject as well on that. I definitely agree. I just think like one community, it begins with one community and then it will be repeated in many other communities. Like for instance, when we did a clothes swap, we got in contact with um, a fashion fashion brand that wants slow fashion movement on Instagram who also wanted to repeat a clothes swap elsewhere. So it's all about just starting this small thing and then just, you know, continuing it into different communities and making it a big thing. Delara? Um, I just wanted to say, um, I, I agree with everything that everyone said. It created, I think the clothes swab and circular textiles Greenwich as a whole was a way out of the personal responsibility vortex of constantly being like oh my god there's so much going on like how can I as one individual like go up against corporations who have had these practices for years and this isn't something like we have created this has been going on for 100 plus years since the industrial revolution um so please don't take responsibility for yourself but if you are feeling powerless and if you are tired then we have created we are starting to create a community where you can you can know absolutely nothing and just come and talk to us with one piece of clothing or nothing and just come with the desire to seek knowledge on sustainability and a sustainable way of life while still enjoying the perks of being human and art and creativity. We're also still learning along as well. Like we didn't know anything when we started. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to add that um, I really like that I agree with everything that Delara just said and that, um, very beautiful. Thank you for that. Uh, and I just want to add that I really liked, I really like that we 
uh, amongst everyone that says like, oh, this is wrong with the world or this is, that's not the way you should do something that we can actually provide solutions and people can see like a practical side to sustainability, not just complain about what is wrong, but actually do something to change. Even if small, uh, like every day, every time that we do a close shop or a collection, I know that we talk to people and we, try to change their minds if we have to or even if we don't it's always like a nice conversation to have with someone that has a different perspective to ours and that's very um important for both of the parties to us that we don't really like we didn't knew that there were so many people with different mindsets to ours and uh to them it's important to be challenged and to think that um the climate change is not just to deal with the holes in the ozone and everything. So yeah, I think that's very important. I'm very happy that we did this. Um, so yeah, that's my piece. <laughs> Brilliant. So thank you everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, that's all. So bye. Bye from me. Bye. 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 Thank you for having bye. us.